Well, good afternoon and welcome. If you're just joining me, we're going to pray the chaplet of divine mercy. I'm so grateful to be able to pray with you. Uh, I, I want to pray for a couple things today. Okay. I want to, um, it's going to sound strange. I do want to, I want to pray for the church of Satan. Uh, Maggie, why don't you open your microphone? You got to fill everyone in. Maggie and I were just talking during that break about a reaction to an interview I had in hour one of the broadcast with His Excellency uh, Bishop Thomas Paprocki of Springfield. He was invited to an event, and I was sharing just to give you a little perspective on this, um, what is unfolding there. And uh, the, the Satanic Temple uh, is, well, basically what they've done, I'll summarize it very quickly, they, they, they unveiled a, a sculpture uh, and they've made it part of various religious displays because they claim that the church of Satan is, is, you know, a religion that should be included in all this. And the sculpture that they have depicts a goat headed satanic figure as a newborn. And, and it's, a, it's a Baphomet, one of these demonic uh, entities that they, they have worshiped. They have got it all swallowed up, swaddled up. And um, what it really is, as I said earlier, it's just an absolute mockery of of the birth of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. It's an absolute mockery to take a goat headed satanic figure, have him as a newborn and wrap him in swaddling clothing. I mean, it's really spitting in the eye of what this, this day is all about. Maggie, you got to fill everyone in on what's now developing as since we had that interview just moments ago. Uh, well, I'm, I had a really simple tweet that I put on Twitter. It said talking with Bishop Paprocki about the satanic temple installation of art at the Illinois state Capitol creepy tune in and i didn't tag them or anything i didn't um hashtag uh you know so they must be doing active searches uh on the internet to see their name uh brought up so i we i've been having so much fun um watching all the creepy trolling comments that are coming in they are retweeting and retweeting and retweeting and um my first reaction to this is, man, we've got to pray for them. So I, I would, I would like to call everyone listening to pray for Lucian Greaves, yep. one of the co-founders of the Satanic Temple, and also Aaron Hellion. I don't know if that's, I don't know if these are the real names, um, but uh, Aaron was the person that invited Bishop Paprocki to join hands in the state capitol. Yep. Um, so I, I would like to. Pray for uh, a conversion of heart, a softening of their heart, the light of Christ to uh, enlighten their minds, a renewing of their mind that they might become new creation. Um, yeah, so that the truth might might come to them. Yeah, well, I appreciate you doing that. And just for context for those who are listening, um, the Satanic Temple uh, reached out to Bishop Paprocki they wanted him to come down and hold hands with members of the Satanic Temple as they stood before all these religious displays in the rotunda. And um, they say, hey, if you turn this down, you know, then you're, you're opting to divide people, you know. And, and the bishop does not recognize the Church of Satan as, as a religion, as he said in my interview a little bit earlier. And if you missed that conversation, hour one of the Drew Mariani show, Maggie will have it up as soon as we sign off. Uh, later this afternoon, you can you can revisit that. But I, I love the, your suggestion. Let's pray for Lucian Graves. Uh, Greaves. Let's pray for all those who um, are involved in what is a very deceptive spirit, uh, especially the Satanic Temple. 
and the church of, of Satan. And please pray for protection for us. I mean, we have the blood of Christ. We're going to turn to the power of the chaplet right now. So you know, we have to pray for those who persecute us. We have to pray for our enemies. We have to certainly pray for those who have lost their way. And I think members of this church certainly have. So we will lift them up for prayer and, and ask God for mercy. Because the Lord said, the greater the sinner, the greater the right they have to my mercy. In fact, they have it before anyone else. So let's, uh, let's take them and we'll immerse them in the ocean of God's mercy. I, I also have uh, just one other bit of news. And Amy, Amy Pulaski, thank you for, uh, for letting me know. Um, during the previous elections, I had a guest on. His name was Dr. Gerard Lamiro. If you're a regular listener of the show, you might have remembered him. He accurately predicted the Trump win when everybody else was saying no and authored several books. I just got word that he passed away. So I want to pray for his soul and for all those uh, in his family and those that loved him. So we'll lift him up. I'm joined today by uh, Christa, Christine Flood. Chris Flood is a colleague here of mine, and it's always good to pray with her. Chris, good afternoon. Like so. Hey, Chris, you with me? Yes, I'm here. Hey, anything you want to pray for? I would just like to pray for all the intentions of our donors and listeners who, who mail them in to us. That's awesome. Chris sees a lot of those. So um, let's pray. We'll pray for each other right now, and we'll begin as we do every day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world, a font of life, unfathomable divine mercy. Envelop the whole world, and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, let's take our first call this afternoon. We'll say hello to uh, Maria, listening in Chicago. Hi, Maria. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Hey. I would like to ask prayers, please, for uh, the healing and conversion of my brothers, Fernando and Carlos. Carlos suffers from Parkinson's disease and transfers myelitis. I also ask for prayers for the intentions, healing, and conversion of his wife, Sheila. 
and for the needs conversion of my niece and nephew Sarah and Ray and a dear friend of our family named Bill Jonas. I, I pray for them and for the uh, all of the uh, family members uh, who are away from the church or in need of conversion of uh, relevant radio listeners. That's so sweet. Maria, it's always good to hear from you throughout the year. Thanks for calling in for prayer. And we'll lift up all of those particular intentions and you know, I, we can join her. I know we all have loved ones, right, that are in need of conversion. I have them. And um, I, I, let's make that really, I'll lift up her intentions, but let's make that the intention of, of this decade as well. Um, Lord, I just, I pray for those who are away from the faith. I, I pray for those who rejected you, those who do not know you, those who have chosen false gods, the church, the temple, uh, satanic temple, we pray for again. You know, Lord told St. Faustina, he said that the loss of, of souls plunges him into mortal sadness. And he told St. Faustina that she consoled him um, when she prayed for sinners. And I share this all the time with you because I, I think it's such an important thing. He says the prayer that's most pleasing to him, the prayer that pleases Jesus the most is the prayer for the conversion of sinners. He says, know my daughter that this is always heard and answered because it is compatible with God's will. And what the Lord wants but the Lord desires it's the salvation of all people because he he's created everyone out of love. He laid down his life for us. So let's, let's pray right now. Lord, I thank you for your mercy, your forgiveness. And we give you those souls most in need of your mercy, especially those we love. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Maybe you could pray for me today. I'd appreciate it. I'm sure I'm fine, but you know, you start to get a little scratch in your chest, your throat gets sore, you're, you know, and instantly you have a, you have a cold or you just, you think Omicron, right? It's like, oh, Omicron. Uh, I'm sure I probably don't have anything, but I don't want it either. So um, I just ask for your prayers for health and all those who uh, may be, you know, dealing with COVID right now, but let's go to Arizona next. Mary's been waiting to join us in prayer. Hi, Mary. Hi, Drew. I'd like to pray for my friend uh, Bridget's husband, PT. He's here in a Phoenix hospital, and um, he's 49 years old, has six children, a very uh, faithful Catholic family. Um, he has some conditions that are complicating COVID. Uh, he's in the ICU right now, and just really praying for a miracle that he will be healed and at home for Christmas. Um Asking Jesus to help them just cut through any of the politics that's restricting visitation so the family can be with him to help him heal. Right, beautiful prayer. Mary, I want to pray for you too, for your needs, all your personal intentions. I need to uh, pray for anything personal. But Lord, I just ask you to reward her for this opportunity she had. And uh, we lift up her friend, this man with six 
children at Christmas in the hospital with COVID and, and complications. And I do pray for miracles, Lord. I pray strong. I pray with complete belief, faith, and trust. I pray that his condition, as a result of these prayers in this moment, with all who are united with me, that his condition begins to change and that he can find complete health and healing and return to his family. I give you this soul, but I give you all those now with uh, comorbidities, those battling COVID, those in critical condition. And I bring to you the sick and I ask for your divine and healing touch as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Uh, third decade. Let me get to Elena. Then I'll bring Maggie on with some of our Twitter petitions. And uh, we'll go to Monterey Park, California. Hi, Elena. Good afternoon. Oh, hi, Drew. Hi. <laughs> hi. Hi, You want to ask for prayer for, for me? I've been in uh, chemo for almost eight months. And none of the medication is working for liver cancer, and then lungs, and then now I have a chest cancer already. And today I had, like, um, I went to the doctor for cardiologist, and I think there's something wrong with my heart. Also, I've been very weak. Well, Elena, you sound like you have such a great spirit. You do. I, just just your very voice. There's a joy in it, and you're going through so much. Liver cancer and, you know, your cardiac problems now. And just, Lord, I just I give you all the areas where cancer is now uh, affecting uh, Elena. And I know she's saying that, uh, you know, this liver ca- uh, cancer is metastasized, and um, she's weak. I, again, I Lord, cancer is not greater than you. It is not greater than you. And I just pray for your greater glory is a testament to the power of the chaplet of divine mercies and the promises that you gave to it and the passion and death of your son that you restore this woman to health. And we've heard about cancer disappearing to the amazement of doctors. And I just pray for her health. I pray for all those now in the fight for their life. And I pray for those approaching the threshold of death. Those who are about to enter eternity, Lord, that you will meet them as their merciful savior, not as their just judge. And we pray, Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement, in atonement for, for our, our sins, sins and those of the, the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, before we take our next call, Maggie, I know you monitor our Twitter feeds, and if you have a need or want to desire, you want to get something through to us, Maggie's always checking out the Twitter. She handles a lot of that for us, and it's at Drew Mariani Show, at Drew Mariani Show, and you can follow me personally if you ever want to, at Drew Mariani as well. So, um, Maggie, what's coming in? Well, we got a, a request for um, one that our listeners might remember a while back. Um, this request is from Colleen in Minnesota. Um, she had prayed on the chaplet and family rosary a, a while back. This was maybe a year and a half ago um, when they found their two-year-old unresponsive in a pond. Um, and after praying, uh, there was a miraculous recovery from that event. Um, but we got another request from Colleen um, praying for a friend's unborn grandchild. It was discovered that the child has some physical disabilities and heart issues and an immediate C-section was needed. Uh, the family has uh, a child that just a year and a half ago required 240 days in the ICU. So they're praying for a Christmas miracle for the safe delivery of this unborn child uh, and that these medical needs would be met um, and that their family would be supported in that time. So let's pray for them, lift them up. Uh, Olvis also wrote to us and he said, I want to pray for those Catholic organizations that help moms that, that want to give their baby up for adoption um, and can give moms those, those opportunities instead of going to abortion. I think that's great. And um, yeah, amen to that. Barbara wrote and said, I'd like to pray for my marriage and for my son to be healed of a broken heart and that he might find a wonderful, loving woman. And then Elle wrote to us and said, please pray for a lost box of important papers that needs to wow. be found. Thank you. Amen to that, St. Anthony. Come around. All right, let's pray for all those intentions, and we'll get Anna, who's praying with us in Chicago, into this decade as well. Hi, Anna. Good afternoon. Hey, Anna, are you with me? Put her back in the queue. Let's try Joanna in Highland, New York. Joanna, hi. Hi, Drew. Thanks for um, answering my call. Um, I would just like to pray for the world. I, I, I feel that I know God has a plan, and yeah. I'm trying to trust in him. But so many things seem horrible these days. Yeah. And I know that suffering is a gift and that we have to get through it. Um, but our world just, I would just pray that our world needs to turn back to him. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, I love your prayer, Joanna. Uh, thank you for calling in and praying big like that. And I, I want to personally pray for you, whatever your personal needs are. I know you probably have a heart full of them. It's easy when you look at what's going on in the world to think, oh my Lord, where are we heading? What is going on? Every generation has had its threats and its dangers and its troubles. Many generations have rejected God, but boy, I really do think we're rejecting God in a most in an unprecedented way here. Um, and thank you for calling us to pray through the chapel because the Lord told St. Faustina when it came to this issue, he says, you know, that he would grant just great graces to souls who would pray the chapel. He said the very depths of his tender mercy are stirred 
when we pray this prayer. And he says to Faustine, he says, speak to the world about my mercy. Let, let all mankind come to know, to recognize my unfathomable mercy because it's a sign of the end times. After it will come the day of justice when, you know, while there's still time, he says, let, let souls have recourse to the font of my mercy. Let them profit from the blood and water which gushed forth from it. And I do believe we are in a time of mercy. I don't know how long it will go on. I do believe we are living in this time of mercy. The Lord said the world will never have peace until it turns with trust to my mercy. And after this comes the day of his justice. So, Lord, I, I don't know the day you're going to come for me. Uh, I don't know the day that uh, you're going to set things right. But I do. I just uh, I ask for your mercy. I, t I take that beautiful intention. And we ask that the channels and floodgates of mercy are open, that there's conversion of world leaders, that peace comes to the world, that life is protected. And Lord, all those intentions uh, that so many have are heard. And we pray, Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, our next call, Maggie, it comes from Lucille in Biddeford, Maine. Hey, Lucille, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. Uh, my petition is uh, this man, his name, well, his wife is Linda. She's on the respirator in the hospital. She's been there for at least six, seven weeks. And he's 90, so she's got to be well in her 80s. Wow. He's such a kind soul. He's so des uh, his, his heart is just broken and his son and his daughter. And uh, they're hoping for a miracle. And also I have another petition. Uh, I falsely accuse my son-in-law of doing something. And it's like... Now I'm going back to Chris, you know, to go visit him at Christmas, and I know I need to apologize. It's not going to be easy. No, to, uh, no. I want him to forgive me. I need he that. He will. Well, that's good. Lucille, look, we all make mistakes, and just let him know. You know, we all make mistakes. Yeah, Don't beat yourself yeah. up. But best thing to do is to make that apology, and uh, I'm sure he wants unity. You love his daughter, and he loves your daughter, and, uh, and yeah. you, know, I, you know, so your family. He loves your daughter. You love the daughter. Let's pray for that unity and for his acceptance of your apology. And Lord, I just pray for Lucille and all those intentions that she put forward right now. And I just, uh, I, I, where there's division in families, where there's false you know, allegations, where there is abuse, where there is infidelity, where there's hurt, where there's uh, slander. Lord, I just ask you heal those rifts and divisions amongst family and friends and coworkers. So many people dealing with that. Satan is a spirit that loves to divide. Chuck in um, uh, Minnesota, let me grab you very quickly. I have about a moment left, but um, go right ahead. I, you have an intention or Thanksgiving? Yes, Drew, uh, both in a Thanksgiving for prayers answered. Uh, I called last yeah. May, and uh, my wife and I both got over COVID. Uh, praise God. And uh, there's also a young man, I uh, don't know how old he is, uh, late 20s. His name is Isaac. 
Uh, he's on a ventilator with uh, pneumonia and COVID, and I think he's been on it for about a week. Wow. So prayers for he and his family, and uh, his folks are, his dad's also a fellow Knight of Columbus. So um, for that and for conversion of all world, of the entire world. Amen. It seems to be the intention today. I love it. And Chuck, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that answered prayer, too. And I'm so grateful you and your wife are doing better. Lord, I, I thank you for the way you hear our prayers. Uh, I do pray for those who are in critical conditions, those in ventilators, those battling COVID, those facing life-threatening ailments. I pray for all the troubles of the world. And Lord, I give you all the troubles that each of us are facing personally, the storms that rage in our own life. And we just ask that you meet us in the midst of that storm and calm it and that you uh, bring resolution to all the problems and all the prayers that we, we present to you. Uh, build our faith and our trust and let us see the fruit of our prayer. So I give you my heart. You know everything that I've prayed for, Lord, and have been praying for. And just ask for your mercy as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. St. Faustina. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for us. St. Peregrine. Pray for us. St. Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. St. Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko. Pray for us. Father Seraphim Michelenko. Pray for us. All you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you for... Um, Thank you for praying with me. I, I just, I, I love this time of prayer. I really do. Uh, there's a power in it. When I say that, I mean that. And we're seeing a lot of answered prayers every day. More are coming. I've got to take a break. When we come back, uh, there's, there's a national tragedy happening right now. I saw a study. I'll break it down for you. That fewer than half of U.S. adults pray. Less than half of them pray daily. 
and those numbers are on the decline. I'll bring you up to speed on the latest Pew Research study and what it means for the country, what it means for your own family as well. That and more straight ahead. Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Hope restored, hearts healed, lives changed. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. I'm a professional driver, so I spend all day in my car. I say all day in my work truck, and, and this is all I listen to all day long is Relevant Radio now. Now, how do you tune into us, Matt? Do you have a smartphone as well? You do it over the app, or just you know what stations we're on? Uh, we have a station here that, uh, that is Relevant Radio, so it's really nice having it on the FM dial. So yeah, how long have you been listening to us? Just for a couple of years now? Oh, it's been a month, actually. I just recently came back to the faith. Uh, I was an atheist for a long time, and I just went to Mass one day and then kind of discovered Relevant Radio, and it really changed my my outlook and my view on everything, and it just, just made me a stronger person, believe it or not. That's one of my favorite testimonies I think I've heard. He went from atheism to Catholicism. What led you to church and then ultimately to come back and, and to realize that, hey, truth can be found both through reason and that this is the church that Jesus Christ established? Well, I was raised Catholic, so I was Catholic as a kid, and I left the church in my early 20s, and, and what led me away from it was uh, I started to question the doctrine, and, mm-hmm. and then that's one thing led to another, and then I just decided that atheism was the way to go. And if atheism were a church, I was probably a bishop in it, maybe even close to the Pope. So I was pretty fervent. I pray for all atheists every day during the uh, during the chaplet. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Call and donate now. Please help Relevant Radio continue to give our Lord a platform on the air and across the web. Call and donate now. When you call, ask about making a recurring gift. 1-877-291-0123. Donate safely and quickly online at RelevantRadio.com or by using the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. This is the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Yeah, well, I want to wish you an early Merry Christmas. I know we're still in Advent, but I just love this season. I love, I don't know, I, I love the music. Love the, I love the spirit of the season and really what it's all about. Um, yeah, it's a time in which um, I, I just think grace flows. It's a time I, I, that I find I can pray even a little bit deeper. You know, Lent's another one of those times. Divine Mercy Sunday, for sure. I do love this time. Um, I, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about the power of prayer. I remember hearing a story. Father James Kubicki will be stopping by, and we'll talk to him about this as well. But year, several years ago, I heard a story about a guy who uh, walked into a McDonald's. He was maybe tw- in his early 20s, 24 years old, and he asked for a cup of water. And for some unknown reason, he pulled out a gun 
And he ended up pointing it at the employees and the customers. Uh, some of these people were there with their, their children. He started demanding like their possessions. Give me your things. Uh, they have surveillance videos showing him pointing the gun you know, at these different people inside the restaurants and then doing the unthinkable. He pulled the trigger and he fired that gun five times. Boom, boom, trying to pull, 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 pull the trigger. Five times, but for some unknown reason, right? The gun did not fire. So one man seeing the opportunity of the gun misfiring, he went, he tackled him, wrestled the gun away from him, and it caused this deranged man to flee outside the restaurant. Meanwhile, um, you know, at the time, uh, you know, he tried pulling the trigger again. He saw he had his gun, right? The guy was wrestling him. He ran out with the gun. He still had it in his hand. He pulled the trigger. This time the bullet left the chamber. Boom! It went off into the sky. For some reason, the gun worked. Well, people began running away from the restaurant, trying to get to safety. There's a guy outside. He just fired a gun. He pointed it at people inside. The gun did not go off. Knowing the gun just fired, he aims it directly at close range to a person right next to him outside this store. And again, the gun did not fire. It just fired a minute ago. Police say they never saw anything like this, right? So this time he pulls, points the gun at a passing vehicle, right? Pulls the trigger, boom, boom. Two rounds go off, right? Witnesses and, and police say that they, they, they were stunned because the driver for some reason never stopped um, and, and wasn't injured. Uh, they found out later, but I, I wouldn't stop either. <laughs> a bullet just raced and rang through my car. So police are now on the scene, right? The man uh, eventually gets apprehended. The amazing thing in this whole story is that no one was injured, right? Police said, as I said, they never saw anything like this where the gun wouldn't fire and then it would fire and then it didn't fire. Um, they, they said it had to be divinely jammed, right? I mean, uh, this is weird. He could have killed so many people. So they went and uh, the kid was arrested and they, they went to the mother and uh, they said to the mother, you know, um, what do you think happened here with your son? And, um, you know, she she had some concerns about her son um, and they told her the story about the gun and they said, we have no explanation, ma'am. You're lucky he didn't kill anybody and he fired this gun. We have him in custody. But she had an explanation for the gun. Uh, she believes that it malfunctioned because at the time when her son was doing all this, she was in deep prayer for her son. She actually went to the police about four hours before the robbery and reported that she feared her son was suicidal based on a phone conversation she had with him earlier that moment. She said he wasn't right. He'd called her and said, Mom, they're trying to kill me. Mom, I'm going to die tonight. I'm going to die tonight. And she thought her son might be having a mental breakdown. His father did. It was a condition that ran in the family. So not knowing what would become of her son and not knowing where he was, all the mother could do, she loved her son deeply, was pray. And she begged God to keep him safe, to protect him, to, to not let anything happen to him. Or to anyone else was her prayer. And she believed that's what happened. What else could explain what clearly appears to be divine protection for all those innocent people and above all for her son. I mean, police could have taken him out in a heartbeat. The ironic thing, she said she didn't even know he had a gun. And I, I love that story because it illustrates that with prayer, all things are possible. And, and through prayer, the results can defy explanation. 
That's the power of prayer. Prayer brings protection. It brings healing. It brings conversion. It changes things. With prayer, all things are possible, right? They're possible. So a saddening study that today Americans are praying a lot less. A lot less. And, you know, I sit back and, and, and I think, what's the reason behind this? Uh, you know, America used to be a praying nation. Even among those who were, weren't particularly you know, religious, uh, there was a sense of divine providence that was at work. And, you know, if you read the Founding Fathers, you look at Ben Franklin's writings or Thomas Jefferson, uh, you can find it in other places as well. They, they often talk about divine providence, about God. Uh, there were days of prayer and fasting that were called in our nation's history. But since the late 60s, what do we see? We see secular ideology making inroads into the country, and we're seeing it increase. I mean, you heard discussion last week about that Pew Research poll saying that the number of people claiming to be religiously unaffiliated, you know, the nuns, the NONES, as I always talk about, that's grown. 29% say they don't practice any religion in particular. And that same poll also showed that people who pray on a daily basis in our country, it's now below half. Only 45% of people surveyed say they pray daily. And most of those are, are evangelicals, believe it or not. 80% of, of self-described born-again evangelical Protestants say they pray every day. And I say, good for you, my brother and my sister in Christ. I'm glad you're praying. We need you. Pew said far fewer Protestants who are not born again or evangelical and Catholics say they pray daily and that religion is important in their lives. And the number of people who say that they seldom or never pray has risen uh, from 18% in 2007 when Pew first started this to now 32%. That's a 14% increase. That's, that's pretty significant. So if, if you're going to claim yourself to be Catholic, I think you have to pray. I do. It's part of what we are. And you've got to do it daily. There's just no way around it. And of course, God will wait patiently for you. And he will. Uh, he's waiting for you every moment. Um, he wants to pour his graces out on you. All you got to do is ask. And if you're facing a problem, it's prayer that will be the solution to it. And I'm joined today by Father James Kabicki. Uh, you know his voice. You hear it on the air all the time. Uh, he has been a longtime friend of the network and in this show. He's the author of a book called A Heart on Fire and a Year of Daily Offerings. And um, so grateful to have him here with us. He's a wonderful Jesuit, and uh, he hails right now from St. Francis's Mission on South Dakota's Rosebud Reservation. Father Kabicki, happy Advent to you, and, and an early Merry Christmas. Hey, Drew, thank you very much. I'm so glad. It's been a while since we've been on the show together, but I'm grateful for the invitation and to be talking about this. Advent is one of my favorite seasons, and uh, I wish you an early Merry Christmas as well. Thank you so much. I, I look at these studies. I mean, I believe in the power of prayer. We just prayed the chaplet. There's so many stories of how prayer defies explanation, you know, how results defy the explanation, but they're often, you know, synced or rooted in in prayer. Um, let's do a one-on-one, and then you know how the routine works. We'll take a break. When we come back, we can talk more. But um, why prayer? I mean, that's a super basic question, but why do we need to pray. What is it about that? And we can always look at the numbers, but why is prayer so important uh, to to life? Well, I think, you know, some years ago, Pope Benedict said that something that was worse than atheism was what he called practical atheism. And he said, this is where people believe in God, 
but live as though God does not exist. Live as though God does not matter in one's life. And that's where I think prayer makes the difference, that if we really believe in God, then we will pray, we'll be in a relationship with God. And uh, in, again, according to Pope Benedict, what was more dangerous than atheism was this practical atheism, which, you know, when we look at those statistics you gave us of, of um, less than 50% Catholics praying daily, basically, if we don't pray daily, what we're saying is, I am God of my life. I can take care of it. I'm a self-made person, and I can take care of things. I don't need God. Prayer is what puts us on our knees and makes us realize, I need God every moment of my existence. Amen to that. Well, Father, stay with me. I'm just short break. When we come back, we can talk more. We take a look at some of those numbers. Uh, if you want to join us, too, I'll open the phones. Feel free to dial in. The number is 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. One of the big questions to look at is, why are people abandoning prayer now in such large numbers? Huh? One of the great mysteries of our day. We'll take a look at that and much more. Stay with me. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Thank you. I can't believe I got it. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. 888-914-9149. Well, so good to be with you today, talking with Father James Kabicki, and I always appreciate his commentaries, his insight, his contribution to the network. So uh, we reached out to him today to invite him to give us some perspective on what is a disappointing poll that uh, Pew Research is doing, a study revealing that less than half of Americans pray daily. And uh, Father Rocky, our chief executive officer here, he often says, the more you pray, the better things go. And I tend to believe that. When you don't pray, things are going to go awry. And I don't know whether you pray uh, a lot or you pray very little. Do you pray a few moments, an hour? Is it a passing thought throughout the day? Scripture is very clear, right? What's it tell us? It tells us to pray unceasingly, right? I think it's Thessalonians that, that tells us that. Uh, Matthew 5 uh, or Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you, right? Seek and you'll find. Knock and and it will be uh, opened up to you. I mean, think of the, the promises that we have in the power of prayer, and yet people have rejected it. I don't get it. I don't. I, I, I find refuge and peace uh, and, and real solace when I spend time with the Lord. Uh, fear dissipates and hope rises. Uh, Father Kabiki, let's pick it up on that point. I mean, I don't know whether it's a cultural anomaly, um, whether it's uh, something that we're missing within the teaching of our faith or uh, the diminishment of the sacraments. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, why are people abandoning prayer today, according to, to Pew, in such large numbers? What are you seeing? What's your sense? Well, I think, you know, it has to do with uh, secularization of society and culture, that our, our culture has just become less religious. And part of that is because we've transferred our belief from a belief in God to a belief in science and technology. And with all the, the great inventions and technology, we tend to buy into a thought that science will be able to answer every question and solve all our problems. And that's just not true. Um, and so when we transfer our allegiance 
from God to uh, human creations and such, um, we lose prayer. We lose our faith. Uh, I think a lot of people, because of the, the kind of scientific bent that we have and our technology, that when we look at um, poorer countries, um, we, we, we would call them primitive because they're religious. I think there are a lot of people who, you know, if you look at Africa, I think the statistics would be very different from what the Pew study showed in the United States. And our tendency is to look down on people in Africa to say, well, they're poor, they're weak, they're superstitious. There's a tendency to think of prayer and religion as something for the people who are weak and not sophisticated, who don't know as much as we do, who are primitive. And uh, I think as a result, we, we've lost God and replaced God with ourselves. Yeah, that's very well said. Let's grab a call or two for you. I know we only have a few moments. Let's go to Austin, Texas. Barbara is listening to us there. Hi, Barbara. You're on the air with Father Kabeki. Oh, hey. Hi, Drew. Hi, Father. Hi. Um, yeah, I find it interesting um, that, in my opinion, people who don't pray or give up on praying is because they don't get what they want immediately. Mm. And they mm. fail to they fail to realize that maybe whatever it is they're going through and it's mm. difficult and they say prayers to, oh, God, help me get through this, or why do I have this illness? They may not understand that maybe you have your illness because God is trying to help someone else, mm. and you just have to accept your position and your part in God's plan, whether it's for you or whether it's for someone else. And I think yeah. what Father said earlier about people being self-centered is, God, what are you going to do for me? Get me out of this mess. Get me through this. And mm -hmm. when that doesn't happen, they just give up and they think yeah. God doesn't exist. And, you know, they, I know when I pray for certain things and I mention it to my family and say, oh, you know, I'm just, giving this up to God because there's nothing I can do. They look at me like I'm crazy. You know, yeah, so. I, I, Barbara, I think that's a really good point. I think a lot of times people end up using God, that they don't turn to God until there's a crisis in their lives, and, and it's as though they're using God, and then when the prayer is not answered the way they want it to be, you're right, then they give up. Uh, and so that's why it's so important that we not just say prayers when we're in need, but that we have a prayerful ongoing relationship with God. So very good, Barbara. Thank you, Barbara. And she's right about that instant gratification culture we're in. Everybody wants answers right away. I'm guilty of it too sometimes, but there's something about waiting. In fact, Maggie, you have an interesting theory on why God sometimes draws things out, don't you? Well, yeah, I, I've experienced it a number of times in my life where, you know, you can come to God expectantly that way where you're like, oh God, just give me this thing, you know, or I really need this or I need this help. And I think what he teaches you in the wait is that it's not about the outcome. It's about learning to love the process of being in relationship with him. And then when you finally just kind of surrender to that, yep. uh, then like Barbara said, you just give it, give it to God. Um, that's when he'll be like, okay, yep, here you go. <laughs> Yeah, Father, follow up on that because, you know, I think people treat God like he's a gumball machine. You know, they pray and they, 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 they put prayer in. They want to get a gumball. They want to get their answer prayer out right away. But sometimes God's answer is not now or it might mm -hmm. be, you know, wait, you know, or it might be no. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, not everything's a yes. God draws everything out for the greater good. 
but we don't always know God's divine plan like that. But but maybe mm-hmm. you could speak to Maggie's point. I think it's great. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that's right, you know, that um, prayer, because Jesus said, you know, pray and persevere in your prayer. Don't give up, but keep praying. And I think what Maggie was pointing out there is that as we pray, our faith goes deeper. Because when we pray, we exercise our faith. And just like any kind of exercise of a muscle, it requires, you know, not just once or twice, but it requires constant activity. And so when we pray, we exercise our faith, and it goes deeper. And then God is able to work more in our lives. And it might be, as Maggie said, accepting uh, a situation that we don't understand that is an outcome that we'd rather not have, but we realize in God's uh, bigger picture, uh, this is going to work for good. Yeah, no, I could not agree. My guest today, uh, Father James Kabicki, if you want to join us, 888 Father, before I go back to the phones, let me just follow up on something else. There was another study I saw that, along with the large number of people who just stopped praying, right, there's a lot of people who just stopped going to church. Mass attendance in particular is down all over the place. Do you see a connection there? And what do you make, uh, you know, of this diminishment of people tapping into the beauty of, of what is the Mass and the sacraments? Right. And, it, you know, it, it's because the prayer is the greatest, uh, because the Mass is the greatest prayer we have. It's not surprising that if people are praying less, uh, they're not giving that time to God on Sundays or wh- whenever it may be. So um, I, I think it's not only a lack of understanding about the Eucharist, and that's why we need a Eucharistic revival, but the fact that uh, our faith has lessened and our prayer has lessened, and so we're not using the greatest prayer that God has given us, the Mass. I think that's the way it works. Yeah, no doubt about it. Maggie, do I have time for a call? Are we out of time. All right, Gary in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Good afternoon. Hey, Drew. Um, hey, Gary. I believe people are away from prayer because they have the wrong expectations of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of a results-oriented society, and I think if you pray with zero expectations, then everything you desire will be fulfilled. All right. I love it. Father, I'm going to give you final thoughts. Gary, thank you very much for your call. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, the way you started the show, Drew, was just so on target, you know, that prayer does work miracles. But as Jesus said, as he walked this earth and he went to some places where it says he was unable to do many mighty deeds because of their lack of faith. And faith and prayer go together. So if we're not praying, if we're not demonstrating and exercising our faith in that way, we shouldn't expect miracles. But if we do pray with faith, we should expect the Lord to be active and intervening in situations like the one you described at the top of the hour. One of my favorite stories about that is, you know, St. John Paul II, when he was shot, he said, one finger pulled the trigger and another finger guided the bullet. And that was because of the prayers for him. That's Father James Kabecki.